1: And welcome to the Puberty Prof Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lori Reichel, the Puberty Prof. This episode is titled, Growing Up, What to Expect, in which I'm going to go over not just those pubertal changes that happen, but basically what's to be expected by young people as they go from those children years to those adult years. Please remember that in addition to having this episode as a recording, you know, through your favorite podcast platform. I also have it on my YouTube channel. If you'd like to watch it, because I do have a visual, I have a PowerPoint with some photos and stuff, you are free to watch it on the YouTube channel, which is titled Lori Reichel, the Puberty Prof. So again, this episode, you can listen to it or you can watch it. Your choice, or you can do both. That'd be great. So as I said, this episode is titled Growing Up, What to Expect. And overall, when we're talking about preteens and teens, we look at their health or wellness as having a variety of aspects. I know I'm the puberty prof, so people might automatically jump to the conclusion that I only talk about those physical changes. But the reality is, is that during those puberty years, there's so much else going on. What I mean by that is that there are social mental, emotional, environmental, physical, and spiritual aspects that we have to consider. I call it SNEEPs. So if you're listening in and you used to be a health student of mine, if you hear the word Smeeps, you might smile a little bit. So Smeeps stands for social for the S, mental for the M, emotional for the E, environmental for the other E, physical for the P, and then another S is spiritual. So let me go over what, when we talk about wellness and these aspects or these areas, and what we're trying to do is make sure that people pay attention to all these areas. Because if you look at your wellness wheel, like a tire on your car or a tire on a bicycle, we want to make sure that that wheel is as strong and efficient as possible. Because if you have like a slow leak, and I just put up on my screen, picture of a a flat or a flattening tire. If you have a leak, we know that for the tire that has the leak, it's going to impact the whole entire wheel. Even the base of the, the tire, it impacts it. And if we don't pay attention to it, it can get flatter and flatter and really do some unhealthy things to the tire. But when we look at that smeeps wheel, if we have something that goes on, for example, let's say that for social health, we have a huge argument with a friend. For preteens, that can be a major thing. Let's say that they no longer have their bestie as their bestie. That can impact all the other areas of health which is why in this podcast, my attempt is to equip adults, it's to equip young people with as many tools as possible that if they do have a flattening tire, if they do have an experience that they weren't expecting and that's not always so happy to handle, that they can at least figure out how to best handle it. So even if you're a parent or caregiver, if you have a child that just had a major argument with a friend or they don't have a close friend anymore, How can you support their social health, which is then going to help those other areas of health? Long story shorter here is that all those aspects of wellness, they all work together so we can be the healthiest we can be. So to go more specifically into each area, let me go into social first because that's MEEPS, that's the first S. Let me, let me go over what that means. And social, that deals with our relationships. So for young people, it deals with their peers. So if they're at a, a gathering, like somebody has a birthday party, they have peers that are there about their same age. It's going to include their friendships. And as children get older, their peers and their friends become more important. It's one of those developmentally appropriate things that they are trying to figure out more of who they are And it's through relationships that we figure out more of who we are. They might have friends where they're more physical, like giving hugs or high fives, depending upon your child. Because we do know that touch is very important. It helps with the oxytocin release. Certainly going through COVID, if you missed certain people in your life, you missed being with them and having that oxytocin release. So it's important. Other things that might come up with social health is that you might have a a child that is, or you might be a child that's feeling more attracted to someone, you have a crush, so that kid that was annoying you in first grade might actually look more like a cutie patootie to you in the fifth grade, you might even question what is love, and that's actually something I love to talk to young people about, like how do you know that you love someone, how do you know you can trust someone too. So if you're working with young people and talking to them about growing up, remember to talk to them about those social aspects between friendships, pressures from peers, as well as potential crushes they might have. Now, going to the M part of Smeeps, that deals with our thinking, our decision making. So it's like, okay, as we get older, we have to figure out more and more for ourselves. Just like if you compare a child who's two to in the fifth grade, the child in the fifth grade is going to be picking out their clothes a lot more often usually than that two-year-old. And that's something that's a great decision-making process for them. So young people make simpler decisions and they, then they go into more complex decisions as they age. So something that's recommended is that we equip young people with tools to contemplate. How can we help them pause? Uh, I'm thinking of an episode that was done back in fall of 2021 of the Puberty Prof podcast, in which I had a guest talk about mindfulness, because even breathing exercises once a day for a couple of minutes help us remember to pause and contemplate what are we trying to do here? In which for this year in 2023, there's going to be an episode that really breaks down the decision making, and which when we try to make a decision, when we have to make a decision, we attempt to look at all the options, not just one or two, but three or more. And then we look at the pros and cons of each and we attempt to make the best decision for ourselves. Going on to one of the E's for Smeeps aspects, the first one emotional that I have on here deals with expressing feelings, coping and enjoying life. So if you think about some feelings like frustration, maybe sadness, we have to figure out how to cope with those things because certainly I I have to cope with them as an adult. And sometimes I feel lonely, even though I might have people in my life, but sometimes I I need to be reminded about my importance. Um, I need to figure out healthy coping skills. And for young people, That's why we equip them. That's why we have them have health classes, hopefully in their schools, to have them understand that if I'm having a feeling, how do I even express it? How do I tell somebody I'm feeling sad? How do I ask for help? And then what do I need to do to get rid of certain yucky feelings? Like I came back from a jog today and I feel so much more lighter because moving my body helps me feel Like I'm releasing some of like sadness or anger or anxiety when I feel it. And overall, we're hoping that people enjoy their life. Certainly, we're not going to be happy 100% of the time. We're going to have challenges. Yet, how do we remind ourselves that we're going to have happy times as well as sad times? And how can we cope with those, all those different times? Now, something that's interesting about these areas of health is that they all do work together, because certainly when somebody is in a yucky mood, they have to figure out how they're going to cope, which deals with decision-making, which deals with the mental aspect, in which when we consider mental and emotional health, a lot of times we put that together because the feelings and the thoughts and the decisions, how we handle those feelings and thoughts all go together. And I wanted to remind you that another aspect that comes up for young people is that as they're going into their preteen and teen years there is a potential of being diagnosed with a mental illness in the fall of what year was it is it 2020 i believe it was i actually had a representative from nami the national alliance on mental illness And he reminded us of the percentages of young people that might get diagnosed. I have on my PowerPoint right now, a photo from that website, the NAMI website. And one of the statistics that I have in this photo is the following. That one in six youth in the United States, age six to 17, experience a mental health disorder each year. Another statistic is that 50% of all lifetime mental illness begins by age 14. So that means those people that are diagnosed with a mental illness is that by the age of 14, there's that potential of being diagnosed. So if we can equip young people, even those that have a diagnosis, as earlier as possible, that's going to help them be well, more well, have a higher level of wellness and be happier. Going back to that statistic of 50% of all lifetime mental illness begins by age 14, 75% of all lifetime mental illness begins by age 24. So if I go back to that decision-making, something that we need to do when we talk with young people is to help them decide that when they're having a variety of feelings that they can access a reliable resource in which there's going to be an episode on that this year about how do you choose reliable resources? What does that mean? And how do we teach that to young people? Or how do you learn it as a young person? Because something that I am extremely passionate about is that when children are having challenges with their mental and emotional health, I ask them, I beg, I plead that they don't choose to self-medicate, please go to a trusted resource. And I had a speaker in, believe it was the summer of 2021 that talked about the the rates of alcoholism as well as other drug addictions, because some young people try to self-medicate. So if you're a young person listening in and you're having a, a challenge with your feelings, you're questioning who you are, your importance, please reach out to NAMI, the National Alliance of Mental Illness reach out to a caregiver that you trust Um, there's a reason why you're on this planet and i ask that you don't try to self-medicate with a drug please don't if you prescribe something by a doctor that's one thing but please please talk to a professional okay going on going on to another area of health is environmental And which sometimes people are like, wait a minute, Reichel, you're pushing me here. What do you mean by environmental? Well, overall, I'll even have a pause for a moment here if I ask you the question of when you're in a space that's really, really messy, does that usually help your productivity or weaken it? And for a lot of us, it actually weakens it because there's so much stuff around us and How can we get our brains organized if the surroundings aren't organized? So something we might notice with our our teens is that, or preteens, is that if they're feeling unorganized, helping them figure out how to organize things for their brain, because what's going on around them can impact them on the inside. Recognize that sights can impact. So if they're seeing something that might actually impact, it might be a positive or a negative impact, And something, if they're allowed to have some color in their rooms, color does impact our feelings. Also be cognizant of the sounds that people are hearing. Certainly music, and you can look at the research about vibration and what certain music does to our thinking. So be aware of sounds, even how we we say things, even like our tone can be impactful. So be aware of what young people or what you yourself are surrounded by regarding sounds. And then the other part about overall surroundings, that's like if if you are able to look at something with nature, even if it's a poster, something that can you can even focus on and look at because we know that when we're out in nature, there is a positive impact to our overall wellness, which is why I love, I'd rather do a fitness walk or a jog outside because I feel more connected. I feel grounded if I'm able to do that. Certainly sometimes with the weather, we can't do that or depending if we're in a city setting or if it's not so, so much of a safe setting, looking at photos of nature can actually be helpful. So that is the second E of Smeeps, which is environmental. So, so far I covered social, mental, emotional, environmental, which brings us to the physical, P. P is for the physical. And there's a lot of episodes of the Puberty Prof Podcast that go over the physical changes and will continue in 2023. But to summarize some of the basics, is to remember that puberty usually begins for most girls between the ages of eight to 14 and for most boys between the ages of nine to 15. After this time, it might be considered delayed puberty depending upon the child. So if you wanna talk to a medical professional, I highly recommend you do that because the medical professional might just say, well, you're one of the later people to go through puberty which is perfectly natural for you. Or maybe there's something going on with the hormones in your body that can be checked out and fixed. Going back to the physical stuff of what happens, children are going to get taller and wider. And usually more girls experience that growth in height and widening out before most boys. And people can't control it. Hormones, too. So we have this release of hormones during these preteen years that's just part of growing up. Now, as these hormones are being released, and something we might overlook is that as young people's bodies are changing, question their self-image and their body image. So I ask if you are an adult who is very aware of your own body image and not liking it, please attempt to demonstrate some positive habits to start loving your body. Children learn a lot about our behaviors and then they might repeat it in themselves. So we wanna remind them that, you know, as we're going through stuff, you know, sometimes we got through COVID and some people gain weight. Okay, so you gain weight. That doesn't mean you have to not like your body. Your body is awesome. So we can accept that our body's gonna change sometimes because of outside factors or inside factors like puberty. Other things that happen physically to our body is that we have more hair growth in certain areas that had maybe lighter hair or we weren't aware of the hair and that will be hair growth in the armpit area, in the genital area, for more boys on the chest and on the face if their bodies grow that, for everyone more leg hair. Body odor typically increases, the hormones change even like our pores in our body and the oils that are secreted, which can lead also to acne and pimples. So in addition to an increase in body odor, we can have more acne and pimples and we might be moody, even though that deals with emotional health and we have to figure out how to cope and that deals with mental health. Sometimes we're moody because... We just have different chemicals going on or different hormones being up and down in our in our bodies. Also, voice changes for a lot of people, it could be recognizable. Our genitals will mature. For most girls, the breast will develop hips will widen and the menstrual cycle begins for some boys they might also get some breast tissue in the chest area and then it goes away over some years so that's that's common for some but overall for most boys the shoulders are going to widen and they're going to have more noticeable voice changes that we can hear they're going to experience things with their penis like erections and potential wet dreams or nocturnal emissions now last but not least Is actually my favorite area of Smeep's wellness is spiritual. And some people are like, I don't understand what that is. You know, does that mean it deals with religion? It can. It depends upon who you are. Spiritual wellness really deals with what you believe in, what you value. And some people don't know as they're going through their preteen and teen years, they're not sure because they're trying to figure out who they are. This year in 2023, I interview someone who's from Greece. He's 22 years old, and he talks about, for him, puberty and adolescence was about figuring out who you are, and that's beautiful. Not external beauty, but it's beautiful that you know who you are and you become who you are. So during those years, you might question more and more of who you are, and that's part of growing up. So it's okay that young people or adults question sometimes who they are, in which they might be raised to believe in a higher power or to have a religious belief, and they might question more during this time, which again, that's okay, because a lot of questioning can actually make people stronger in their belief system. So please help answer questions if people are asking about their spiritual health. Another thing that deals with our values and beliefs are about things like having equal rights for people that everybody, I, I think of Dr. Seuss in the story of Horton Hears a Who, where everybody, no matter how small, how large, everybody has a voice that's important to listen to. So to review, there's a lot of different things we focus on when we're talking about growing up. It's not just the physical but it's the social, mental, emotional, environmental, physical, and spiritual aspects we have to consider in which when we focus on all those areas, those SMEP areas, and we help young people with those areas or ourselves, we're going to be as well and as balanced as possible. Which is why for 2023, there's going to be a variety of episodes focusing on All of these changes, including communication how tos, so you can best teach yourself or somebody else how to best communicate, including using I feel statements. We're even going to have, actually, it's going to be the next episode. We're going to, I'm going to have an episode on why sometimes we don't even feel comfortable talking about this topic. Because what what I want to do is if you're like, I, I don't know how to talk, I want you to understand that's because of a variety of things you were shown, even before you became a parent or a kid. You know, there are things that have happened in our society that has created barriers in communication. But the positive is after we recognize the barriers. And that's why the next episode is gonna focus on that. But after we recognize those barriers, we can then figure out how to create bridges in communication to talk with one another on puberty and other sexuality topics. Other things for 2023 are going to include what's normal. So what's normal of growing up? Uh, And then some episodes on self-love And accepting your body image. Uh, Some of my favorite things that I love to have guests talk about are common questions that children ask about. And we're going to have an episode on periods, on breast development, how to pick like the best bra, uh, how to deal with wet dreams, and other things with a penis, like how to even handle when people are talking about sizes of body parts and they're judging things, there's gonna be an episode that that focuses on that, as well as an episode on decision-making or how we can use a decision-making model to make the best decisions. An episode is gonna be focusing on conflicts and how to go from conflicts to collaboration, how to handle anxiety, what reliable resources are. And I've also have spoken with someone about self-regulation habits, which some people get confused about what does that mean? Well, the reality is, as we go from being a child to an adult, we have to figure out how do we control some of our impulses. So there's going to be an episode about how do we regulate like our emotions, but also how do we regulate technology? If you look at the research that's out there, our phones, our electronic devices. It, when we go to it, it deals with releasing dopamine when we go to like Facebook or, or Twitter or something, like there's a dopamine release. And it's a different type of dopamine release than playing games with our friends. So there's going to be an episode about self-regulation with digital products and just feeling like how can we can handle our emotions. And then there's going to be another episode on planning and goal-setting advocacy. Overall, this podcast is meant for adults to help young people not only get through their pubescent years, but how they can thrive through those pubescent years. So, This podcast is for you as adult listeners, but also if you're a young person and you're listening in, yeah, at times it is talking to adults, but you can also learn a lot about what we're trying to help adults teach you. So, and I'm an adult teaching you if you're a young person listening in. So some other things to remember is that there's a lot of changes that I just covered in this podcast episode. So note one or two things specific items you want to talk with your child about and then think of another couple of things at another time remember that the word talk is a verb and we need to be talking continuously it's not just one talk not just the puberty talk but it's about talks which is why i created the talk puberty app as an educator um, i know that it's important to have tools to help people have conversations. So I have the app, the Talk Puberty app. I also have the Puberty Chit Chat discussion cards, which people love. They're very tactile. Uh, If you haven't seen them, please go to my website, pubertyprof.com. And there are discussion cards on there. There's actually three sets. One deals with puberty. Another deals with, with your big kid now. So kids that are not yet at their preteen years and then there's another discussion set of cards that are called before you have sex discussion cards so using those cards of the app there's open-ended questions and then closed-ended questions it's great to talk with one another it, it's a cue to action that's what we call it in health education world because it it's meant to make you have more conversations with others about this topic and if you want to know more about what Children Ask About Puberty and Growing Up. Check out my book, The Common Questions, Children Ask About Puberty, which has won a bunch of awards. I'm really proud of it. And it has been updated to have more inclusive language. So with that, please remember to contact me if you have any questions or recommendations at pubertyprof.com which is also laurierichel.com. You can check out my Facebook page, The Puberty Prof. You can check out my my Twitter account at, at @pubertyprof or Instagram. I have those social media accounts for people to connect with me and to ask questions or recommendations to provide those. So I want to make sure I support the success of young people as best as I can. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening in, and I hope you have a happy and healthy day.
0: Thank you for listening to the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow the Puberty Prof on Twitter or Instagram. The Puberty Prof, Lori Reichel, wants to hear from you. Go to pubertyprof.com or click on the link in this episode's description. There you can find more information, as well as ask questions to be answered by the Puberty Prof in a future episode. That's pubertyprof.com. Also, remember to check out the Talk Puberty app and the book, Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty. Until next time, this is the Puberty Prof Podcast where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics.